Hello and welcome to the season finale of the First 10 podcast. I didn't plan on recording this episode originally, but after people started giving me feedback on what they found most useful this season, I thought it might be an idea to collect a kind of digital hamper of the answers to the final question that I ask all my guests. That question is, what would you say to someone just starting out to find their first 10? I stitched together the clips from each episode where each guest answers that question. And it's actually a pretty great set of pointers for anyone looking for their first 10 customers. The goal of this podcast is to help business builders learn some best practice when they go looking for their first 10, to expose the things worth doing and the things that might be dead ends and ultimately cost time and money. I think we should all be recycling these days. And when it comes to understanding your customers and how you talk to them, there's a ton of value that my guests shared this season that is definitely worth repeating here. I also wanted to use this time to tell you about a workshop I'll be running in 2021. It's called, surprisingly enough, the First 10 Bootcamp. And the goal of the bootcamp is to help business builders find their first 10 customers. I've been helping people start and grow their businesses for the best part of a decade now. And I found that this early stage of the journey can be the most uncertain, but is often the most rewarding if done right. The bootcamp will teach things like identifying your ideal audience and their real problems, describing your idea in a way that those customers want to hear. There'll be some marketing, there'll be a pinch of sales technique, and of course, the most important art of shipping your idea to the world. It's a five-week program. We'll meet just once a week, uh, and it's going to be a group of like-minded business builders, all learning how to understand and serve their customers with their ideas. It includes things like one-to-one sessions with me, frameworks, templates, all the good stuff that goes into learning something new and things that you can definitely use again and again. There's loads more detail on my website at connormccarthy.me and just click on the work with me tab up the top. That URL is also in the show notes. So I hope you enjoy this mega mix episode from this first season of the first 10 podcast and do check out the show notes for more details on the upcoming bootcamp. So what would you say to someone starting out to find their first 10 customers? Ooh. Hmm. Firstly, I would say do anything in your power to do it. <laughs> so um, what I mean by that is it can, it can seem like an insurmountable um, task to find the 10 customers. There's first of all, your own internal barriers and they are, the product is not ready. Um, I don't feel that people should get to see this yet. And I'm going to be judged as, as a person based on handing this out to the world. Get over that mountain as soon as you possibly can. The next thing is um, trying to find the first 10 customers can also seem like a really difficult task. But if we're to Uh, pretend that the world is just built up of rules and regulations or walls um, and we looked a little bit outside of the box. If you had a B2C based product and you wanted to see how people would react to it, if you stood with a five euro box of lollipops at the top of Grafton Street and you asked people for 10 minutes of their time, I would say you will get a good, you know, 50 or 100 people to give you some pretty valuable insight And I think you'll also learn some sales tactics yourself of how do you get people interested? How do you hold the conversation and how do you ask the right questions? And the more that you can go through that cycle, um, the more that you'll fine tune your own product development skills. So overall, bar the embarrassment or the the challenge of going through something like that, 
Um, you do nothing but net win as a person by putting yourself out there. From a B2B perspective, there is a ton of tools. So there's things like uh, Apollo.io, there's Crunchbase, there's you know so many wonderful different uh, websites where you can search and filter for companies that you feel would meet the criteria of what your product um, is targeting. Try to um, communicate and nurture and you know have conversations with these people as a one-on-one. I cannot stress enough, do your homework as much as you can. So what invariably normally tends to happen in this scenario is that you go and you say, um, the best person, let's say number one, identify Minicorp as a potential first 10 customer. I then go on to LinkedIn. I see that Brian is a CEO of Minicorp. I'm going to go and I'm going to send Brian a really vanilla email going, hey, I'm Jessica and I'm thinking about building this product. I would love to get your insight. Do you have time? And if you really did more research, you know what you do is you look at Brian's Twitter, you look at all of the other people who are within the company. It's a relatively small agency. Who within that company understands product as as much as possible who would be perfectly targeted within that company and then you go oh you know Dennis or Alan would probably be a lot stronger in this rather than going directly to Brian because Brian is probably you know trying to run the company at the moment versus the other two guys are building um, the products and really close to the product development so identifying people and having a one-on-one conversation with them um you would be really surprised how people want to help uh, as long as you make it genuine and you ask them in a really uh, nice and transparent way. And if you get some no's, you get some no's. It's a part of it all. Get your first customer as quickly as possible and just go all out to, to get, it, get it over the line. So you have to validate. If you don't have any customers, you don't have a validated business. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, the, there's a world of different, between being in a room of people pitching an idea for a business and they go oh yeah that's a really good idea to getting them to give you money (laughs) (laughs) there's a a world of difference between that and you have to bridge that gap and you have to go out and you know get people to transact with you in exchange for you know what it is that you are that you're selling because once you do that that is the first step on optimizing your offering, optimizing your message, you know, making sure that you're delivering what people want to buy, making sure that the message fits your, your market. Without a customer, it's very you, you just can't, you know, you, you just can't you can't do that. You have to validate your your um your idea and your business as quickly as, as possible using whichever channels are appropriate for you know for you i'm always so hesitant to like give advice and be like here's here's my take on things but um something another thing that really stuck with me back in the day like based on on reading that i'd done was the difference between um reach and effect in a sense right so I think it's I think this is Bernadette Jiwa Mm -hmm. um the difference between being top of mind and close to heart 
And so those first 10, like it's really, it's really easy to put a, a marketing strategy in place and spend lots of money to just kind of spread yourself out there and hope something sticks and hope something lands. So reach is not the most exciting or important thing in those early days. I think um, the effect um, or being close to heart mattering to someone is what's important and and why those first 10 customers are so important because they will tell you so much especially when launching a new business they're the people that will tell you about your business um so they're so so important and the the story you tell is essential, but the story they share back to you of your business is even more important. I like that's coming back to that story of the triathletes. Like that was the the story I told about Echelon is we offered these kind of three distinct fitness experiences on a stationary bike. Um, but one of those experiences was this like really performance heavy, data heavy, uh, um, endurance athlete story and they weren't coming. So we, I kept telling the story and I didn't hear the story come back to me. Um, so I just dropped it and I focused on the other two. And those are the two things that we really specialize in now at Echelon that very few other studios in Ireland specialize in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really proud of that, of being able to like listen to what I wanted to say, but also listen back to the customers and what they were looking for and what they were engaging with and then trying to um, pivot slightly to to create that experience that was working. If you do this right, the next 10 will be very easy. I would say, go do it. Go, go talk to those first 10 people because the, the biggest advice I usually give to people who are interested in starting their own business, but haven't done it yet is that there is a temptation to do what uh, Ramit Sethi from the I Will Teach You To Be Rich and Growth Lab, uh, New York Times bestselling guy. Um, Something I loved uh, that I learned from him very early on is the idea about playing business. And playing business is where you're like, okay, I'm going to make my website. I'm going to get my business cards. Like I'm going to get like, you know, like (laughs) my Google voice number all set up with my voicemail. And I'm going to like have all this, you know, like you're, you're, you're doing all this cool stuff, which is, you know, like I'm going to get my social media handles where I'm going to get my trademark and my copyright and like all this other stuff. And it's kind of like, yo, go and test your idea. See if people will give you money for it. Because mm-hmm. if you are actively solving a problem that people have, you don't need a fancy website. I would say be patient. It's not going to happen overnight. There are companies out there that 
pay for their first 10 customers. Now they put a ton of money into social media or, you know, they get fake reviews or whatever they're doing. And that's fine. That's if that's the route you want to go. But if you're looking for 10 people that are really going to shout your name, your brand's name from the rooftops that are going to be these, you know, brand ambassadors that if you reach out to them and say, will you be a reference for me? Can I use a testimonial on my website for, for you know, with your name and picture attached to it? Um, it's not going to happen overnight. And there is a, an element of trust and credibility that comes through that process, which is also why it's important, you know, to make it a process and not just one step um, to build a relationship with these people that you're selling to. So buckle up, put your seatbelt on, you know, get, get a cup of coffee in the car because you're, you're, you're setting out for a journey here, a long ride. So someone finding their first 10, I think, so this is something that's been, again, speaking of bias, this might be my recency bias. So this is something that, cause it's something that's been on my mind recently um, is look closer than you want to. And I was talking, so I've been talking with a, uh, a small group of sort of thinking about spinning up a new project at the moment. And we've kind of gone back and forth on uh, the area that we want to focus on. So the, the audience, arguably, or the, the, the sort of theme or subject matter. And this has happened to me twice recently, is there's stuff that's right in front of you that you don't realize is there. And people talk about blind spots a lot. I think there's blind spots that are like not necessarily at the side, the side of your vision, but almost like right under, almost like right under your nose. So I think looking closer than you want to. So even if you're thinking, oh, I want, but I want to go and like sell to Hollywood celebrities, or I want to go and get involved in conservation, or what, whatever. Um, look closer, and almost look closer than you want to, because we often always want to look at the the perfect customer or the big brand or the whatever, or the thing, you know, the person who's just been a guest on this podcast or whatever. Hmm. I think looking closer than you even look closer, but look closer than you want to, because sometimes the ones that maybe we think are, Oh, actually, is that that interesting? I think actually there is something, there's always something interesting there. Just be yourself. Hmm. You know, like I think if you believe in what you're doing and and you can ask people questions and like connect with people who need what it is that, that you're doing. And chances are if, like, if your, if your product or your service is any good, like you're probably solving a problem you had to start with, you know? So find, find your people who are like you, who need that problem solved too. So I, I'd suggest to, 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 to focus, to decide what one thing I'm going to try. And give it a real shot, like go for 10, 20 people first before you decide it's good or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, among these 10, first, first 20 people you reach out, you might have one or two people who buy what you're doing. And this is normal. And the more you do it, the better you get at finding the, pe- the places where these people are and uh, how to sell to them. And the more you do it, hopefully, uh, then people will recommend you, will refer you. And there is one simple trick that you can do at the end of, uh, of uh, working with them. It's uh, asking them, like, do you know all the people who, who could use this uh, service? This is one thing, like, I, I didn't do it, and from the moment I started doing it, people were thinking, okay, yeah, 
yeah, I can think of two or three people for you. Uh, and then you, you can send, can I send you an email to, to introduce us? And then it's, it's very easy. Then you have your next prospect and you don't do much work. I was just asking. I would say the most important thing you can do is listen. When you go out there and have those conversations, as you're trying to get your first 10 customers, the most important thing you can do is listen. So maybe spend five minutes telling them about what you're trying to, what you're selling your product or your service, spend five minutes doing that and spend the remaining 55 minutes out of your hour call listening to them, because that's how you're going to not only be able to ultimately get them as a customer, but that's how you're going to be able to get way more than just your first 10 customers is by listening to those initial people and, uh, analyzing what you can be doing differently and learning from those conversations. So that's it for season one, folks. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you so much to all my guests for taking part in these episodes. Uh, I think there was a really good roundup of some of the wisdom that was shared in this season. Remember to check the show notes for my bootcamp and do go to the website at connormccarthy.me to find out all the latest about the podcast and about other projects I'm working on, including ways to work with me. See you soon.